Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Steve Pugh. Every Monday at 4pm I try and introduce you to interesting people that I think will hopefully help your business or career. Uh, but then likewise, the more people I kind of speak to and that kind of thing just, you know, within the community, I always like to basically raise, uh, you know, comment and stuff on important issues. But then likewise, we're all kind of in this game together going through our lives and we often kind of, uh, you know, get caught up in or focus on stuff that in the grand scheme of things isn't necessarily that important um so when i obviously i've known chris which we'll go on to kind of talking about soon for a while when i heard about his story which i'll let him tell in his words it was something i just wanted to get on both to help chris kind of raise awareness on stuff uh, but then likewise i think it's also important just to have a conversation around important issues because actually that's important for everyone uh, so i'm going to jump straight in if you've got any comments or questions please drop them in the kind of chat um obviously i'll ask them if they're appropriate and uh chris i'm just going to bring you in there we go. So everyone can now see you. Uh, would you like to say hi? Hi. <laughs> That's nice and simple. Um, so we first met, as far as I can remember, so I was at the Tees Valley LEP at the time, TVU, and we were just setting up the uh, Tees Valley Catalyst Fund, and we ended up partnering with FW Capital, where you were at the time. And it was just, you know, that's a good kind of 10-ish years, years ago. And um, I know obviously since then you went to DCLG for a bit and you had various kind of, uh, you know, jobs across the Northeast, but it was just, um, in, in your own words, like almost why, why are we here today? Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, I, I'm Chris Johnson. I'm, I'm 41 year old. I'm a, a, a northerner, a, a dad, a, a runner. And, and I guess for the benefit of, of my CV, finance professional is, is what I would loosely call myself. Um, it, it, as Steve said, uh, a few years back, I worked for FW Capital, which is part of the Finance Wales Group at the time, uh, on a fund in, in, in the Tees Valley. Um, the why are we here today? I, I guess, um, and, and I, I'll, I'll sort of try and be quite blunt about it, but I, I guess what I'd like to get across is um, the rather obvious message that that life is short and, and the importance of making the most of it. And um, yeah, when I when I tell you a little bit more about my story, you you'll see why. Um, so, I, but I think that's also important because when um, I think I wanted the context that we've known each other for a while, just because it's I wanted to also get across that people always think you know, arguably I did or do as well. It'll never be me. It'll be never anyone I know, etc. And that's not always the case. Um, and, you know, would you like to go into more detail? Just, you know, I don't want to say it or get it wrong. It's just, no, it's, no, that's fine. No, okay, so so the, the headline here is is that I've got terminal cancer. Um, probably the best thing to do is is to take you back and, and start from the, the beginning. Can, yeah. um, so, you know, grab yourself a cup and, and make yourself comfortable. Um, in the summer of 2019, when I, when I first became ill, um, at first, all I noticed was that my energy levels were dropping. Sorry, I'll stop waving my hand in front of the camera. You cameras. can wave your wave whatever you want. <laughs> um, so, so at first, all I noticed was that, that my energy levels were dropping. Uh, it, it happened quite slowly over a number of weeks. So I think like like any other idiot, um, I just started drinking more coffee, progressing on to sort of double espressos from Starbucks and, and cans of Red Bull to the point where um, I, I was rarely without a, a caffeinated drink in my hand. Um, 
I was 39 year old, three young kids at home and a, a job that involved quite a bit of travel, as well as a number of commitments outside of work. So for example, I was director at a, a, an academy school locally. Um, so, so being tired wasn't a surprise, mm -hmm. but it, it became obvious after a few weeks that I'd, I'd gone beyond just normal, normal tiredness. Um, when I eventually took myself to the GP, it turned out that I was severely anemic um, to the point where my GP put me in a, a wheelchair and wheeled me across the car park to, to the accident and emergency wow. at, at Sunderland Royal. Now, I, I, I kind of, I say that because it's no mean feat. I'm six foot four and, and 17 stones. So, so, you know, no sensible GP takes that on lightly. Um, and he, yeah, you know, he, he, he wheeled me all the way across it. He saw it as that urgent. So um, I, I spent a couple of weeks having, having blood and iron transfusions. And after a few months of investigations, endoscopies, colonoscopies and, and countless blood tests, uh, I, I was diagnosed as having cancer. Um, specifically, I had a relatively rare sort of tumour, a, a, a GIST, a gastrointestinal stomal tumour in my small bowel. Um, in January 2020, the tumour, along with a few bits of my small bowel, were, were removed surgically. Um, the operation was a success, or so the, the, the original tumour was, was removed. Um, but by the summer of 2020, my, my routine scans showed that, unfortunately, the cancer had already spread to my liver uh, and, and is unfortunately incurable. From that point on, um, the treatment became really about keeping the growth and the spread of the tumour to a minimum. Um, it you know shrinking it is not impossible but it's unlikely so mm -hmm. so it's really about keeping everything stable um i started on a medication at the time called imatinib um you know for, for the for sort of the, the the benefit of laymen it, it's an alternative to chemo it, it's deemed uh, more appropriate for the sort of cancer that i've got uh the side effects of the imatinib for me were pretty rotten now I guess what I always have to say is different people react differently to different sorts of cancer treatments. So I, I certainly wouldn't want to give anyone the impression that uh, imatinib isn't effective for many people. It's very effective. Um, it, it just so happened that it hit me hard. Uh, the, the side effects hit me hard. So I spent probably the better part of six months at the end, you know, the second half of 2020, barely able to, to get out of bed most days. Um, just before Christmas, my treatment changed. I started on sinitinib, which really is, is, is a very similar drug to imatinib. Um, different people, again, react differently. So, so uh, for many people, the side effects for sinitinib would be worse. But, but for me, um, the drug has been slightly more effective and the, and the side effects are considerably more manageable. So I guess that's probably where my story has a bit of a plot twist. <laughs> now that sort of brings us up to the last six months. <laughs> like with, before we go into the plot twist and then like the whole, the whole point of everything we're trying to do is to both help raise awareness. And it's going to be my next question about how, you know, it's the classic thing, say with testicular cancer, people will say, you know, check yourself out and say breast cancer and that kind of thing. With, with what you have, 
like is there anything people can do or get checked out or any recommendations or that kind of thing or is it just a like a potluck um yeah i mean that, that that's a difficult one to answer because i, I know when we've spoken before and, and i said i feel lucky that i, I got diagnosed early mm-hmm. um and it, it, it sounds ridiculous I'm, I'm sitting here with probably only a, a couple of years left um but but the sad truth is that if I'd been diagnosed even a couple of months later, I, I might not be here now. Mm. Um, you know, the, the the last couple of years, the pandemic in particular has, has made this the reality for, for far too many people um, that they haven't had the chance to, to be diagnosed and, and, and it is unfortunately going to be too late for, for, for many. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that's a, probably a subject for a different... Mm. Um, you know how, how, how the pandemic's been handled but unfortunately we are facing a, a massive cancer crisis so so I, I can't emphasize enough that if you've got any sort of worries or symptoms to, to get checked out and, and and I know getting an appointment at your GP is not, not an easy thing to do but mm. but push for it push for it, keep going so you know I, I was a fit and healthy 39 year old I had no history of illness no particular family history of cancer um i haven't got cancer because of any lifestyle choices it, it was completely random um you know in, in my case the only real symptoms were, were fatigue but um you would normally expect the sort of cancer that i have very similar symptoms wise to bowel cancer so you know pay attention to changes in bowel movements and explain weight loss changing appetite etc just anything out of the ordinary with your body pay attention yes, i uh, think uh, blokes are especially i say bad at this so the the guy that raised me so he wasn't my stepdad but almost he was mum's partner for 25 30 years basically he died of cancer at 55 and what happened with him his name was peter was basically the he just ignored the symptoms and it was yeah. the i'll be fine i've got this pain i'll ignore it and it just it went on for years and years and years and th- th- you are right though is it in some ways that at least the process isn't pretty it's not nice but at least you know when you get the chance to plan and talk and stuff as where you know there's a chance that i could be killed or you or anyone else on the road on the way home that you never get that and i think it's always that that balance is it is that everyone wants to have like a, a meaningful life and feel that they can give back in some way and just actually you know help people make an impact that at least you know a lot of people coast i think through their lives um that actually you know when you have a warning shot or however you want to do it it's that you know I, i've got some very very close you know family and stuff that have had cancer scares like recently and yeah. also i'm 38 myself so almost you know in some ways i am you two years ago and it's just but you know but that, but it's because of that and because it's real i wanted to talk about it helps you your story and like likewise we're gonna talk about the fundraising and the challenge and then stuff uh, challenges that you do um just because i don't want people to think it'll never happen to me um because yeah. you know so well, would you like to talk about the the twist as you said uh yes so um so yeah so my medication changed at christmas um after a few weeks it, it, it was quite well I, basically i didn't have any side effects so it was quite clear that that um i was going to be able to manage this uh, a little bit better than the, the previous medication I've been on. 
Um, so I started running. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it feels like a lifetime. And going back to February, um, I, I just had this this burst of energy. It, it, it felt amazing after after a rubbish year, and and especially after six months on on my medication, where where I, I, I was, you know, I'd absolutely on the floor most of the time with fatigue. Um, so I started running just a, a couple of miles, just running around the streets. And, and then I, um, I decided that uh, I wanted to, to do something a bit more positive. I wanted to put my new energy to, to some use. So I contacted Children with Cancer UK um, and, and asked them if they had any places at the Great North Run, which they did. And, and they, were, they were delighted to, to have me on board. Um, so I thought, well, I've got about kind of eight months to prepare for the Great North Run. Um, and I, I went out with a, a real gusto and, and, and started running a, a little bit more each each day. Mm -hmm. After a couple of weeks, um, I'd, I, I got a, a burst of, well, I guess sort of insanity really, um, and, and rang children with cancer up and says, actually, do you, do you have any places at the London Marathon? Yeah. So. So after after having been running with with terminal cancer and on medication for what was about three and a half weeks, I'd, I'd signed up for the Great North Run and the London Marathon. Um, having not done the London Marathon before, it was a, a you know it's a real bucket list event for mm. me. So I, I was you know for a lot of people that, uh, over the moon that, that, that they had places and, and and wanted to take me on. I'm, I'm guessing they had to check their insurance policies and things first, but they were delighted to have me. So, um, so here we are. Um, when is it? In, When's the date? Uh, the, sorry, the Great North runs on the 12th of September mm -hmm. and the London runs on the 3rd of October. So we're what, weeks away from that now. Oh. Um, but I must say, because it's, it's, my wife is training for a marathon um, and I know how much both time and effort and how difficult it is and it's it's a big challenge but you know in a, in a really positive way i i wrote a bucket list when i was probably 18 of things that i wanted to do in my life and one of them was climb emirate <laughs> climb everest and one of the others was run a marathon and yeah. it's just it's 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 a big challenge but one of the things i always find funny about running is in general as a sport is that it's it's a challenge against yourself there'll always be um other people faster it doesn't matter how fast you are even if you're mo farah there's people faster, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. that way that when people always say, oh, what time are you going for? For me, when I go out, I don't even time myself. I just get in my own little space and just do it. Yeah. Um, so in terms of when you've actually, what's the aim of, you're obviously trying to raise money at the moment. What's the target? Um, so, so originally I'd set a target with the charity of 3,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think, both I and and the, the sort of contacts at the charity were were blown away by how quickly we hit that. Um, so I spoke to them again, and 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 I, I suggested um, increasing the target, and and the, they kind of said, "Well, why don't you set it as, as ten thousand and and see how close you can get to that?" I don't think anyone really expected us to get to it, but. Um, you know, as of this morning, I'm at about eight thousand six hundred. So you know. I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to get there, and and perhaps even further. I think it's been it's been amazing, and, and I don't 
Um, I don't take it for granted. I, I know that it, it's because my stories resonated with mm-hmm. people and, and people um, can really understand the, the, the challenge of it all. So, so I'm, I'm over the moon with the support that I've had so far. So I've put the links for everyone in the chat and I'll do it wherever it gets reposted on YouTube or whatever. I'll always kind of keep it up as well. And it's, it's important on different levels, even just when I have this one pet peeve and I know one person at the moment that's doing it that when they go on what I would class as an adventure holiday, but like big boy ones to like Everest kind of level and they ask for sponsorship and it's like, no, no, you just wanted, I would do that for fun. That's not a challenge in terms of uh, giving to communities to go through. You just want to do it and you want someone else to pay for it. This is a hundred percent the right level of, it's a massive challenge, um, which is great. And I really hope that people kind of, you know, get behind it and support it. Um, but then likewise, have you found, has running actually, you know, you said you had a burst of energy in your kind of fitness levels, but actually almost has doing more exercise increased that? Has it helped, have you found? Uh, yeah, it has. So so the the unfortunate truth about the medication, even that I'm on now, it is that I, I get tired. Not, you know, not anything like what I, I was getting with the previous um, drug that I was on, but, but oh, I... So, so I take Snitnip for four weeks and then I get two weeks off. And the reason I get two weeks off is just that it, it, it would be otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I have to train around that. And some months have been better than others. You know, last month I, I basically lost a week of training because I, I couldn't do more than a, a few miles at a time. Um, so, so I do. I, I try and I try and time it, and I, I try and mix the training up again. So last month, because I couldn't run, um, I, I ended up heading over the Lake District and climbing a couple of fells, which sounds a bit counterintuitive, but it, it's actually I I, I, I found it. Um, I found it a bit easier than doing a long run yeah. and more importantly than that, I, the, the change really did me good. The change of scenery, the, the, the standing up on the top of a mountain and looking out across Ullswater was, uh, was a, a real big motivation and, and that's carried me through the, the, the next couple of weeks. So, um, so yeah, it's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's not easy and I appreciate, you know, maybe five or 10 years ago doing a marathon might not have been that big a challenge for me when I was in, in good health, but uh, circumstances being what they are. I it, think people it, respect it regardless. Yeah. Um, would you like to plug your social media accounts? Because I know you track a lot of your progress on there, but I think it's the kind of thing that I think people should follow if they, if they can. Yeah, yeah. So, so the easiest thing to do is look for me on on Twitter or Instagram. It's the same uh, same handle. It's at got the gist of it. So G O T T H E G I S T O F I T. And there you go. So my my, my brain's addled with the, the medication these days and the constant things. What's well, um, I've noticed? I think it's an age thing because just in the past like two months, I find I muddle my words a lot more than I used to. I think it's just an age thing. I'm honest. Yeah, I've given up on trying to correct myself anymore. I think people are letting me off with it now. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so one of the questions that we said, the topics that we said that we would almost talk about was almost like the change in mindset, how, you know, your approach to life, I guess, changed both before and after diagnosis. Yeah, um, so so it, it, it's, it's difficult. I don't think my outlook has changed so much as so much has been focused um you know i i think like like 
so many people and probably many people watching and, and listening to this. Um, I, I messed around in my teens. I did all right at school, nowhere near as good as I could have done, but certainly you know better than I could have done as well. I, I did what I needed. In my twenties, I, I, I worked hard and played harder, and you know I, I was in I was in Canary Wharf, sort of living like a, a northern Gordon ghetto with designer suits and eating in fancy restaurants, but then not having enough money to put petrol in the car before payday. Um, so so I you know I enjoyed my twenties. My thirties was when I started to settle down and, and take life seriously. Um, I suppose my wife would probably tell you I'm, I'm not quite mature yet, but... Uh, I don't think anyone is. The best people aren't, I'll be honest. <laughs> but, you know, professionally, I think I expected my 40s to be really about knuckling down and, and specialising and and and, and that, that's when I was expecting to be able to, to enjoy work and, and have a decent work and family balance. You know, unfortunately, the cosmos has got different ideas, but... But beneath all of the, the plans and, and the details of what I wanted from, from work, I, I think my, my basic outlook has always been to, to try and leave life in credit, you know, mm -hmm. try, try and give a little bit more than, than I take from the world. Um, and, and, you know, this is, this is probably my opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. so. but, but I think you, you both already achieved that. Uh, but it's like when I, you know, because obviously I follow you on Twitter and stuff, but it's, you know, people who comment on your story. And I think the thing that's also funny about cancer is that because everyone has a story, everyone knows someone, everyone has the relative, and it's it's going to be different for everyone. But yeah. actually, you know, it's something that we all have in common, I think is also, it's just one of those things that the, um, fair enough. So with your, your training, how far, are you training the full distance? Or are you following like a marathon training plan or? As it stands, I'm aiming to train the full distance. Wow. Um, again, I'm at the mercy of the medication. So, so when it gets nearer the time, if I haven't run the distance, I, I won't beat myself up about it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll aim to run as much as I can and walk if necessary. But, but at the moment, the plan is to to run the full distance, and ideally, I would do that sort of sometime in mid September, so that I've. I've, I've I've done it and can then train normally for a couple of weeks before the marathon. Um, so, so yeah, the, there's definitely a plan there, but like all plans, it sort of um, goes out the window as soon as you start trying to implement it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so my, again, my wife who's training for marathon, a lot of the plans, because she did it uh, last year, but she was running arguably the full distance in the build-up, but almost her, her knees and stuff were starting to break down just because it's a long way. It's, it's hard. That actually a lot of the plans now say to run 30 kilometers and then almost just go through the pain on the day to the next 10. Yeah. As a, you know, because the damage is then done, but you can rest as opposed to if you do the full distance, but it's, it's a hell of a uh, challenge. And Simon uh, Rudd, who's following, I don't know if you know Simon, but he's followed you on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's almost part of it for me. It's just, it's raising awareness on different kind of things. Yeah. Um, how can people get involved just to show you support? I guess they can follow your socials, hopefully donate some money and track your progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, all of the links and everything are, are on my Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, you know, the, the fundraising page is a, a long winded one. It's virginmoneygiving.com forward slash John Sock one, but I, I think Steve will probably I'll put the it. links in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, you know, all donations are welcome. Everything goes straight to the charity, um, so so they get to use it straight away. And I, I think, you know, as long as I'm feeling relatively fit and and sort of in inverted commas healthy after the London Marathon, I'm sure there'll be something else that I, that, that I sign up to do. Uh, I've been having a look at the the UK three peaks maybe for next year if I'm still uh, if I'm still in any condition to do it. But um, but like from a lot of the stuff that I've read over the years, when often when you have a goal to aim for. It, the body can do amazing things you just keep going and keep you know because it, it feels like you're um but actually sometimes when people give up is when you have you know it rarely kind of hits you so i think it's yeah. really kind of it's, it's both impressive but actually i think positive to have these big targets and actually you'll probably be in the best shape of your life in some ways when you actually kind of do that because the hell of a challenge to do a marathon and um, relating to this i was going to ask you where you get your inspiration from um, so, I mean, in reality, it, it's it, it's been easy to to be inspired. I, I get up every morning, and and you know what what if I don't get out of bed and start doing something, then then you know what's the point? I know I know my time is limited. I, I've got a I've got a family that 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 needs me to to be there for them, and and um, I've got you know, a fundraising challenge that's going well, and I and I want it to go better. I, I don't want to. I don't want to stop there. I, I want to fill my time with positive things. So, so the, ins the finding inspiration hasn't been that hard. Um, but I guess the you know the the the, the soppy answer is that I I get it from my, my family and my friends at the minute. Yeah. Well, that's always the best way. <laughs> it, but I get it. But yeah, no, it, it's it's right that when um, you know inspirational quotes and famous people saying stuff is fine but it's it's when you have your own kind of drivers and you know actually what kind of you know in, in yourself what drives yourself i think it's always the most important thing um so every week i ask uh, the guests you know almost two questions which have their own kind of section on youtube um and it's for me this is just really important it's a way to give back it helps me learn as well i won't lie um, and it's just, you know, advice and things that they've learned over the years. Um, so can I ask what's the best piece of advice you ever had? Um, yeah, so, so it took me a bit while. I think this guy, I've had so much advice down the years and, and going back to where I find my, my inspiration, I, I think I, I spent years um, reading on, on the seven habits of highly effective people. I, I've read all the books. I, I've seen all the TED talks, you know, so the, the, I, I've just had years of years of good motivation, years of good advice and, and all of it's great. But I guess the, the standout bit for me is, is just win or lose, learn and, and move on, um, you know, and, and what I get from that is, is life's too short to, to waste time dwelling on yeah. uh, losses or, or resting on laurels. So I, I think too many people become consumed after a failure or, or after a single success that they end up missing future opportunities and, and learning and, uh, and they, they miss the opportunity to go again or go better um, because they're focusing on something that's already happened. Um, so yeah, win or lose, learn, move on. No, I think it's cool. Because again, a lot of people focus on stuff that doesn't mean anything as well. I think often we're own, we're, we are our own worst enemy in terms of... Um, have you ever read the, the, the Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters? It's almost when just something inside you chews you up and then you just like... It, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. 
and then likewise you know a lot of what i do traditionally is talk about business stuff and how to drive sales and that kind of thing but also in the grand scheme of things in your case none of that matters you know what i mean and i think it's often it, it's been a really useful reset for me but likewise i think it's also a really important message to share because it's that that balance of where you have to do what makes you happy and yeah. um never forget that if that makes sense and it's just often with a lot of people that i work with it's you know they often realize too late what they had and stuff and at least yeah. you know, i'm sure you have really good quality time with the family and stuff apart from the england game even though you had two sunderland players in the match uh, both of whom played well but it was just um yeah cool um and then the other question which i ask uh is if you were to give advice to your younger self and so this is you it could be the gordon gecko days it could be whenever you want it could be at school whatever um what would it be I, I think just to follow on from from the theme, it, it, it's don't take criticism from anyone you wouldn't take advice from. Um, I, I think I, I've lost too much time over the years worrying about negative feedback uh, or, or fretting about what someone thought of me that ultimately didn't matter. Um, you know, the, the only people whose opinions really matter are, are those of your family and friends and, and obviously the man in the mirror. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I think we we we're all, we all can lose days, weeks mm -hmm. worrying about something that someone yes. said, and they move on. You know that they, 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 they say it, they move on. Um, whether that's a you know, whether that's a boss or a stranger in the street or someone in the pub, um, you, you you have to learn to just to ditch it, ditch it, and move on. I think it's a good one. I think it's good. Um, is there anything else you would like to talk about or plug before we get? I'm just very conscious of your time and I'm one of these people that I can talk for hours uh, as last week proved. So it was just, um, yeah, you know, would you like to do one last kind of call to action about where people can follow you on Twitter and the challenge and stuff that you're doing? Again, uh, yeah, so so it's got the gist of it on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you know, I, I guess if you, I've been in Runner's World and, and various nice. other pages recently so if you were to google chris johnson running or chris johnson london marathon or chris johnson cancer you've got a reasonable chance that i'll come up um so so have a look and you know look at, at whatever stage you're in in in, in your, your personal life or, or your career um work hard at it but make sure you're enjoying it and if you're not enjoying it make the changes now before it's too late no cool well i appreciate your time if you ever want a running partner i'm not very fast <laughs> But it's, um, you know, I will happily come and join you. Although I can't promise that I could do the full distance. But just, I'll join you for a little bit. And then it's... Uh, cool. But no, I appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully, you know, at the very least, it'll hopefully make some people think. It'll make me think in terms of, you know, just... I'm one of these people that when um, you have a problem, I kind of tend to ignore it. And it, yeah. but, but I think that's just a typical thing in blokes. So blokes especially, it's almost where women are a lot better at doing what they're supposed to do and giving advice and going to doctors. Men, because we are stubborn, horrible people, yeah. often we, we don't do it, but it kind of proves it. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, <laughs> sorry, what was that? Don't, don't leave it too late. That's all. Uh, and Jonathan Parks as well saying good luck with the marathon as well. Um, so what I'll do is that um, I will continually kind of track your progress and I'll post about it and stuff as well. Um, and you know genuinely kind of best of luck I, the, it's a genuine offer if you ever want a running partner um yeah i'm but, sure i will <laughs> but it's uh but you just give me a shout and i'm sure it'd be cool and stay in touch look after yourself yeah, sure. and uh, speak to you soon thank you all right cheers mate thank you bye, -bye.